Amen. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming out. Welcome to everyone who is watching online. I love it that you're here. COVID is on the decline. People having relationship is on the increase. It's awesome. We are in our series, Unstoppable Church, and about six weeks ago, we began with Unstoppable Leader. We talked about the unstoppable body of Christ, unstoppable community, unstoppable women, and last week, I had the privilege of being with your kids in Rock Kids, and that was a way cool service. Don't believe everything you heard. If pastor let them stand on the chairs, maybe they did. Um, But uh, appreciate Pastor Aaron, the message he had in here. And I love the way you guys responded when those kids came in. Kids were so proud. Kids were sleeping with their medals. Kids were like, can I keep this medal? And and so it's just been a, a, a tremendous, tremendous, powerful experience for your kiddos. Today we are talking about the unstoppable church. Our foundational text is Matthew chapter 16. Upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. We know that the unstoppable church is God's greatest organization on the face of the planet to fulfill the mission and the great commission of Jesus Christ. And we are so grateful for the work that God does in us and through us. The word unstoppable means impossible to stop or prevent, cannot be surpassed, and is unbeatable. When you join and are a part of God's local church, you become invincible. You become overcomers in this life. And today, we are talking about unstoppable love of God. Now, I want us to go back to the definition of unstoppable. God's love is impossible to stop or prevent. God's love cannot be surpassed. The God kind of love is unbeatable, undefeatable. And I'm excited because I know that it's God's love that created you and formed you in your mother's womb. It's God's love that, that, that sent a sacrifice to this earth for your sins and my sins. It was the love of Jesus Christ that said, I'll go it even though I know what I'm going to go through. And it was the love of God that paid the ransom for the penalty. And Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for our sins and our mistakes. It's God's love that ever calls, ever pulls, ever ever uh, just screams out to us that unconditional God kind of love that he's always there with us, he's always there for us. Today, I'm gonna base my entire message around three simple words. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you, I love teaching and I love creating sermons and, and preparing them. I'm going to tell you, out of all that I've preached in this series, this, well, I would tell you last week was my favorite and then this week I'll tell you, this week is my favorite. But this week is my favorite, favorite, favorite. Because you have to realize, before I share it with you, God has to explode it in my life. And God has been unpackaging this revelation in me. And you're going to go, that's no big revelation. Yes, it is. Watch this. Three words. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails. Now you woo, but you better woo more in about 20 minutes. Because I thought I knew 
love never fails. But I didn't fully understand it. I didn't fully understand the magnitude of it. The New Living Translation says love will last forever. The Amplified Bible says love never fades. It never ends. The Phillips Translation says love is the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. The Passion Bible translates it this way. It says love never stops loving. Amen. Yeah. Wow. So in the Greek word, the word for fail in the Greek means to fall, to fall down under judgment, under condemnation, to be prostrated or fall prostrate, to fall into ruin, to perish, to lose authority, to no longer have force. So here's what God is saying. His love never fails. So God is saying, my love will never fall down or fall into ruin. It will never perish, it will never lose authority, and it will never lose its force. God's love will always stand, it will always endure, it will always overcome, it will always triumph. It, you'll never find God's love flat, you'll find God's love vertical, and it's reaching out to humanity. And that's the kind of love we are supposed to function and operate in. And here's the reality. What would happen if we believe these three words? Love never fails. It would transform marriages. There wouldn't be divorce. Because there wouldn't be a divorce. Now, I realize people are divorced, and I'm not, I'm not talking about you, and I'm not trying to bring condemnation. But just realize this. If we truly believed love never fails, we wouldn't cash in on our, on our, on our marriage. If we truly believed love never failed, we wouldn't give up on our kids. We wouldn't give up on that boss or that coworker. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be like, oh, that neighbor, oh, stick a needle in my eye. If we truly believed God's love is unstoppable, it would transform the way we live and think and relate to humanity. See, it reminds me back Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. Okay? Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Let's just be honest. I'm not a gambler. But I was, didn't gamble then either. But if you're in Vegas and the Bulls are going to play for the championship, it was like, they're going to win. You can't stop them. Let's put it this way. It was an easy bet because you knew the track record. Here's what I want to tell you. God's love is an easy bet. God's love is an easy bet to, 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 to invest in. If you're taking notes today, God's love is unstoppable and it never fails. And so therefore, we invest love with reckless abandon. I mean, we don't pick and choose who we love. We're just like, love, 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 love. We're just investing with reckless abandon. We invest in anyone and everyone. We invest, we're just, we're just, we're, we just go for it. If you can't lose, why wouldn't you invest? And so we love and we invest in love. But the problem is the devil tries to lie and deceive and convince us that love is stoppable, that love does come to an end, that love does fall down, and, and, and he lies and he deceives us. But, but here's what it is. I don't know if any of you did this, 
But when COVID hit a year ago, right now in the middle of this, stocks went... Baby, that's the time you buy. That's the time you pick some up. And Kim and I had some retirement funds and, and we said, we've got some money and is this, this is worth the risk. And they call it a recovery stock. A recovery stock is something that hits an unusual low that you know the odds are extremely high. It's going to bounce back. We knew the problem was COVID. We knew it's because our government shut us down. We knew some stocks, baby, were going to bounce back. And I'm telling you, in just a couple months, we made an extra $10,000, $15,000 by just buying low and hanging on. And it's not done yet going up. We're just going to keep riding that. Woo! Yeah. That's what love is. Other people say, you don't need love. I'm done with relationships. I don't need anyone. They're a fool. You need to invest recklessly in love because the payback of the God kind of sowing love is unlimited. Everybody say love never fails. Love is unstoppable. Point number two, we love without borders, limitations, or restrictions. And boy, are we good at doing the exact opposite of that. I'll love you if you love me. If you get me a Christmas present, I'll get you one. Oh, shoot, you bought me one? Now I need to buy you one. Right? That's how, that's how the world functions. But this is not a conditional love. This is what we would call an unconditional kind of love. This love is not based upon what the receiver does or doesn't do. This kind of love is based upon what the giver does and what he or she doesn't do. That we choose to lay down and forgive. We choose to bless. We choose to love. We choose to love recklessly without borders, limitations, or restrictions. We are going to give love to anyone and everyone. The person checking us out at the store. The person who goes, wear your mask. We're going to give that person love. And if you're a mask-wearing person, the person that you go, why don't they have their mask on? We're going to love mask and no mask people. We're going to love the way God loved us. And God loves people of every tribe and every nation and every tongue. And God loves people of every color and every race and every age and every sex and every demographic. And God loves gay people, lesbian people, LGBTQ, LMNOP people. And God loves people who don't know what sex they are. And God loves people who have habits and have addictions and are addicted to gaming, to porn, to drugs, to alcohol, to nicotine. God loves people that are addicted in all kinds of ways. God loves people that curse him and use his son's name, Jesus Christ. And it wasn't in worship. It was in cursing his name and using his name in vain. God loves people who cheat on their taxes and cheat on their spouse. God loves people who sin in the morning, afternoon, evening, and at night. God's love is unconditional, not moved by what humanity does. And the lie and the deception that the enemy has fed our world is God's mad at you. And I got good news. God loves with open arms, and he's not mad at you. 
couple years ago at Easter, we put yard signs on intersection corners all over the city that said, God's not mad at you, rockfamilychurch.com. We, do you know who we got the most persecution from? Christians. I can't believe you'd put that out there. Why would you, why would you do that? That's wrong. God is mad at the world. He's out to get them. No, God's out to love them. And he's out to love the world. And the only way we can love like God loves is if we know the author of love, the creator of love, and the inventor of love. First John chapter 4. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. That person at your place of employment that you can't stand. And every time they come around, you're like, oh, we got to go. And, 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 and they just, they get under your skin. I'm going to say something kind of harsh and pastoral. If you struggle to love them, I have the answer. It's you need more time and knowing God. Because when you know the Father of love, you won't be able to stop loving people. You'll love them. And God will do something bigger and greater in you to love them beyond where they are. You got to touch, be touched by the Father. Years ago when our church was very, was, was very young and there was a person in leadership and they looked me in the eye. We went out to dinner and, and I kind of questioned. I sent something hard. I'm like, I'm not sure where they're at. We go out to dinner and they look me in the eye. I'm going to look in the camera and you can look at the screen. They look me in the eye and they go, we got your back. I said, is everything okay? We got your back. We're for you. We believe in this church. We're behind you. We're behind the vision of rock. We love you and Kim, and we're your friends, and we're here for you. And two weeks later, thank you very much for that knife in the back. Don't want to be a part of the church. Don't want to be friends. They're done. They're gone. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. But what I'm saying is, yes, there was a wound. But I have seen that gentleman over the last 10, 12, 14 years, whatever it's been. And I'll see him in restaurants. I'll see him in stores. I'll see him out in the community. And I can walk up to him and shake his hand and hug his neck. And there is not a smidgen. There is not an ounce of any of that pain from that moment years ago. Why? Because the love of God confounds me that I'm going to love him. I'm going to love people no matter what they do to me. And that's the way we as a church love. And you know what makes me so proud about this church is the number one thing, any email I get, I don't get that many bad emails. It's pretty incredible. The number one email I get is I've been, it's a first time guest. I've been coming to Rock for two times, three times, four times. And I just want to tell you, I've never been to a church where people love and accept and, and, and just, I feel warm and I feel welcome. I feel invited. I've never been in a community in a culture like that. That makes this pastor proud of his people. Amen. You are a great church. 
Ephesians chapter 3, I want to read it to you out of the, the Passion Translation. If you haven't dug into that one, it's just a modern, more modern day translation. What's the description of the love of God? Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love. Think about that. The resting place of God's love will become the very source or the root of your life. If our roots go down deep in him, when the wind and the storms come, we might bend. We might feel the, the heat and the wet water and the waves and whatever else, but we're standing because our, we rest in the love of God. Then you will be, then you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Everyone say, love never fails. Love is unstoppable. And if that's true, point number three is true. We believe it so strongly, we invest love into our enemies. See, not many people invest in this area. This would be what many would call a high-risk stock to invest in. This would be the Kentucky Derby this would be investing in the horse that has a 45 to 1 chance of winning. But here's the reality. We know that when we invest God's love, it will always endure. It will always stand. It will always overcome. Love never fails. It is unstoppable. And Jesus promised it with these words, and he gave us this insight and direction. He said, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I'm going to raise the bar on you. I'm going to see you there, and I'm going to raise you. I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. Therefore, be imitators of God and be followers of him. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. The sun comes up on you because he loves you, and you're a part of his family, and you've embraced that relationship. But guess what? The sun comes up on the evil people. The sun comes up to minister to them because God's love never changes. If you love only those who love you, what reward is that for you? Even the corrupt tax collectors and IRS do that much. If You didn't catch that, did you? That's the amplified version. If you are kind to only your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even the pagans, even the sinners do that. We're called to act like our father. And someone says, well, how do you know love never fails? Just say, well, I'm living proof. I ran from God, cursed from God, disobeyed God, sinned against God, and he kept loving me. Yeah, right. And now I love him. 
His love never gave up on me. I am living proof. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still mean, ornery, cranky sinners. God said, I'm going to love you anyway. And Romans chapter 12 and verse 20, our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. If he's thirsty, get him a Starbucks. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Watch these words. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. How do you get back at somebody that's mean, that's just nasty, that talks about you, gossip about you, lies about you? How do you get back to that family member, that, that loved one? You do good to them. You heap coals of fire on their head, Proverbs says, by doing good to them. They don't know how to respond. Love never fails, point number four. Because we keep heavily investing despite the lack of results or circumstances. See, this is where 98% of culture misses it. I tried to love him. I tried to love her. I tried to love my, 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 my kid, my teenager. I tried to love my mom, my dad, but my dad is just a bitter old man and he won't love me. Keep loving. You just keep on sowing. And you keep on giving love and sowing love. And the Bible says, whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Whatever you plant, you can therefore expect to harvest. And so we keep heavily investing regardless of how that individual acts or responds. You see, I believe the prodigal son came back. What, what we don't know is the rest of the story. I believe the rest of the story, it was the undertow of love that brought the prodigal son back to his father's house. Here's what I think really happened. What I think really happened is he said, son, here's your inheritance. I, I don't agree with this, but I want you to know that I love you and I'm going to honor your request. But I want you to know something. I want you to remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, I want you to know that your mom and I love you and you always have a place in our home. And in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the pain, I think he went, hey, dad's sad. I'm going to go home. You see, here's the key. Love never fails, but people fail to love. Love never fails, but people fail to love. We stop loving our spouse. We stop loving our kids. We stop loving our boss. And all those of you with teenagers, I know your pain. I know what it's like. I've been there. I've walked that street. And when your teenager says, leave me alone, slams the door. Get out of my room. It's my house. It's my room. Don't touch me. Do we go to that level? No, we rise to God's level. Amen. We look at him. We smile. I love you. And we just keep our cool. And then when they're sitting at the island, you come up to them, moms. Moms, you have to know this. You have a connection. And you come up, moms, and you just put their hands on their back, and they go, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. 
Don't touch me. Do you know why they don't want to touch? Is because there's a power in your touch. And they'll go this, and then you just hold it there. Just hold it on their back. Hold it on their shoulder. Just begin to rub their neck a little bit. All the anger just starts to melt. And just... Because love never fails. Everybody say, love never fails. Point number five. Let's wrap it up. We never give up because God never gave up on us. We never give up. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promises. Some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Now, if I'm choosing, 2020 was the year for the Lord's return. That's when the rapture needed to happen in my book. Take me home, Jesus. Come on. But God loves humanity. And of the seven point, how many of a billion people on this planet, God loves every single one of them. And he wants, he wants to love them. And he wants them to know his love and to know the love of his son that gave his life for them. Our vision at Rock is in line with this, these three words. Love never fails. Impact every one with the love of Jesus Christ. Every one. Not everyone, but everyone that we come in contact with. And what does that look like? What does that mean? What, is it, what does that represent here at Rock? It's unconditionally loving and accepting people like they have never been loved before. We're doing it. Just keep doing it. We're going to love people without borders, without limitations. We're going to love people into the kingdom of God. Some people are like, you should preach on sin more. You should get in people's face on sin more. You should, you should preach on sin more. I'm going to preach on the love of God more because if you get a taste of the love of the Father, you'll change. You'll be transformed. There's a person sitting in this room. Become a friend of mine. There's a person sitting in this room. I'm not going to come out. I'm not going to embarrass him. A person sitting in this room. He, he got born again on Easter. And, and he gave his life and he got baptized a couple weeks later and, and he's become a friend and he's getting involved in my small group. And I'm just going to tell you something. I don't need to say, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You know what? He's being changed and transformed by the love and the power of God. He's digging into the word of God and he's coming to me and he's going, I need to change this. I need to adjust that. I didn't say change it. He's letting the Holy Spirit do the work and I don't need to stick my finger up his nose. And I don't need to stick my finger up your nose because I shake people's hands after service. (laughs) Number two, it's... What? 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 I know all my kids' names. I didn't didn't go like, hey, what did we name you? What's your name? Boy, come here, boy. Girl, come here, girl. No, we use names. And I'm just going to warn you. You can stay home next week if you want. We're wearing name tags next Sunday too. We're given two weeks to learn names. And so we look at shoulders and we go, oh yeah, oh yeah. So don't feel weird going, hi, glance, Tony. Hi, Julie. Just look at the shoulder, all right? But it shows value because why? We're a family here. Amen? Here's one that you people do well, inviting people to church. I had my staff run something. Since January 1st, we've had 110 people make commitments for Jesus Christ. Yay. Amen? Woo. 
Now, here's what you need to know. Since January 1st, 72% of the decisions for Christ made here at Rock were by first or second time guest. Now you say, oh, but there's sometimes no one raises their hand. I'm going to tell you there hasn't been a Sunday or a service that someone hasn't gotten born again. You say, well, they didn't put their hand up. Every week, people are filling out these cards, and they are turning them in saying, starting new, starting over in my walk with Jesus Christ. They, don't, they can't do the hand thing, but they're filling out the card saying, today's a day of new beginnings. I, I get frustrated because I'm like, there's no hands. There's no hands, first service. I need a hand, second service. There was only one second service. And I get the report on Monday, and nine people made commitments to Christ. And they took more time to fill out the card. But watch this. 44% of guests who came to Rock made a new commitment to Christ in that time frame. That's just shy of 50% batting average. That's not bad. In baseball, this is pretty good. That means if members will bring their neighbors, their family, their coworkers, their friends to church, there's a high probability they will be born again. You just need to invite them. 82% who are invited to church by a friend or family member will say yes. All right? Worship team, if you guys will come, we're going to worship. In case you're wondering, we're not getting out of church early. Don't go there. We're not done. (laughs) We only did two songs at the beginning. We're saving some more here at the end. But number four, to reach people no one else is reaching, we must do what no one else is doing. Hear me. I'm all for feeding the poor. But everyone wants to feed the poor. Do the poor have other needs than just food? Do, do, do families in our community have more needs than just food? So to reach people no one else is reaching, we have to do what no one else is doing. Jesus said, you need to leave the 99 good sheep and go find the one that has wandered. And so how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to reach out to our Air Force Academy cadets. We've got our new shuttle bus. We're going to use it on Sundays to reach out to the few, the proud, and the brave. And then we, we've launched our Hugs the Bear Hugs the Bear is now in the children's hospital. It's in, in, in police cars and sheriff cars and, 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 and fire trucks. And we're in the middle of a tragedy. We're dropping in God's love. And then our ice cream team. You guys rock. They, they launched this in, in June. Going out to the parks and giving away free ice cream. Taking our fuzzy friends. Getting out there. Just, just loving on people. Just creating an opportunity to bring and to love on people. And then I got a new one for you. That shuttle bus, it has wheels and an engine. It needs to run more than one day a week. And so we're, we've, I reached out to an apartment complex of senior residences. And there are people that don't have cars and don't have transportation. So we're going to start running shuttles on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And wherever we can get some volunteers, I need a driver and I need a host. And we're going to start running a two-hour shuttle between that place and Walmart on one day and that place and one of those grocery stores on another day and we're not going to preach Jesus to them we're just going to love them you see just love people and I promise you about week number three about week number four they're going to go hey um so so could you all pray with me I've got a I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow and I've had this pain well let us pray for you I promise we'll get about six or seven weeks in and then and some of them old folks will be like well what I've been watching online is 
Is there there any way we could run a shuttle on on Sunday mornings to get us over to your church? Yes, and we have earplugs for you too. And, and, And we'll get you here. And we'll get, we'll, we'll fill up with cadets, and so we'll need another shuttle bus or two or three or five for the cadets, and we'll need another shuttle bus for, for that senior place and that senior place and that senior place, and we're just going to love our city into, into the kingdom. And, and then how do you reach people that no one else is reaching? Well, you got to do what no one else is doing. So people are on the street corners, and, and they're wanting those food and those sides. It makes it awkward at the corners. So we're going to take over the intersections with this. You say, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'll keep it on there so the TV can see it. We're going to wear these, and we're going to attack them on the street corner. And you, I don't know about you, but I have water bottles, and I have coffee cups down in this pocket over here and in this cup. And we're just going to go down the thing, and we're collecting trash, not cash. And when they roll down their window and they put it in, then we're going to hand them an invite card that tells the service times that we're here. And we just say, hey, God bless you. God loves you. You say, what are we doing? We're loving people in weird and unique ways. So all I need are some people to volunteer. What would happen? What would happen? My goodness, what would happen? What would happen if we got some women of this church, pulled some women together, took one of our rooms and decorated with linen tablecloths and napkins and and, and ladies brought their fine china and we created this kind of, this brunch, this tea. And then we went out and hired about 15 or 20 prostitutes paid them to be there for the hour they can't leave they get paid at the end but what if we loved on them and we told them God's not mad at you and you're welcome in our church and we want you to be a part of our family how can we help you do you think a little girl grows up when I get big I want to be a prostitute no it's because of life and circumstances and heartache that has led her into that path what if we could lead one or two of those 15 out what if we could lead five of them out our odds are 44% might get out and make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to do. I, wanna, I want you to email us. I want you to email info at Rock Family Church or Pastor Kerry Blake is our care pastor. I want you to email C. Blake at Rock Family Church. I don't want you to go, oh, that was nice, Pastor. That was a good message. That was special. I need you to volunteer and fill up our truck, and I want all the critters to go out. I need you to volunteer, and I want to hit like three or four intersections. If I get enough volunteers, then we're going to print up shirts, we'll we'll supply the shirts, and we're going to hit intersections and love on people. I need to start that shuttle to the senior residences. I need to start that in the next two weeks. I need you to volunteer if you have the flexibility Monday through Thursday if you say man I have two hours in the morning two hours in the afternoon I could volunteer I could be a host stand to your feet the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of God it chases me down it fights till I'm found it leaves the 99 I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it still you give yourself away 
There's no shadow you won't light up. No mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Or lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. As we sing this song called Reckless Love, I want you to be an inspiration of God's love for you, but I want it to be a vision of how you can unstoppably love people. Love never fails people. Love never gives up. Whoever that family member is, whoever that difficult person in your life is, we're going to love them, love them, love them, love them into the kingdom of God. We're going to show them the love of God. Come on, let's sing it.
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No, no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. Lift your voice and sing it out. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. Before you close your eyes, I want you to put your hands just out in front of you like this. Just like I was going to set a box right there in your arms. And then close your eyes. God wants to do something very unique and special right now. Heavenly Father, you see our open palms and our open hands. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of love, invade every person in this house and every person there in their house. God, we just stop to breathe in your love. Lord, I pray for the lies and deceptions of the enemy to be broken in Jesus' name. Lord, fill, soak, drench, saturate your children with your love right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive his love. Receive his love. His love never fails, even on you. His love never runs out, even on you. His love is endless for you. His love never gives up. It never falls down. It never departs. It never, it never evacuates. It always stays. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's by your side. He watches you sleep. He watches over you as you drive to work. He's there as you do your job. 
He sees you in your quiet places, in the secret place. He sees you when you're alone. He knows everything about you. He even knows the number of hairs on your head. And your God says, I love you, child. And he calls you by name. I forget people's names. God knows every one of your names. And he is honored and he is privileged to be your father. The Bible declares you are the apple of his eye. You are his delight. And he loves you with an endless love, with an unconditional love. Receive that love in Jesus' name. With your hands still out, there are some that you're going through a mental battle, emotional battle, anxiety, depression. You're going through physical battles, bad reports, things that are challenging you physically. And the enemy has come and he's lying to you and he said, this is because of what you did. And he names a time and an event and a sin. And it's, you opened the door to this. It's your fault that this sickness came upon you. And God is, has put this on you because of what has happened. That is a lie from the pits of hell. Our God, your God, is not a child abuser. We never see in the Gospels where Jesus went and laid hands on someone and gave them a disease. He never laid hands on someone and made them go blind. He opened blind eyes. He opened deaf ears. He commanded leprosy to leave their body. He took the little girl and he said, Rise, Tabitha, rise up. He brought the dead back to life because our God is a good God and our God loves you. Now put those hands up if you need healing in your body, healing in your mind, healing in your emotions. Father, let a wave of your healing, a wave of your miracles fill this house, fill that house at home in the name of Jesus Christ. Healing, deliverance, victory in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. God loves you. somebody free. I'm just going to tell you what I sense in my heart by the Spirit of God. I feel, it's, I feel it's a man. It could be a woman, but just what I sense in my heart. There's, an, there's a man that I would say you are in your later years of life. 
And there is a memory and an impression. I want to say when you're about 8 to 10 years old, I can just see this boy. And I see you sitting in a traditional church with pews. It's small. And I see a preacher pointing his finger. And whatever you heard that day scarred you. It scarred you. And it's as real today as it was those many years ago. God says, that's not who I am. What you heard today is who I am. So in Jesus' name, sir, be released. Be released. Be released from that wound. Be released from that hurt. And be set free by the love of our Father. Guys, I'm just going to hold a second. It's very real in our culture today. But you, woman of God, you've had an abortion in years, years gone by. It's bothered you, it's plagued you. You're forgiven, you're washed and you are loved. Oh, you'll meet that child in heaven. You'll meet them. Jesus has been watching over them. Hear me, O woman of God. If you had known more, if you understood more, you would have never done what took place. Forgive yourself. Allow yourself to be loved. For you are loved by the Father. You are esteemed as his pride and his joy. And the way that you look at your children, says God, he said, I look at you a thousand times upon a thousand times upon a thousand times. I see you and I love you. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Know the love of the Father. Know the love of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Teenage year of mistakes. Come on, people. We all have some of those things we wish we could have a do-over on. But better than a do-over, we've had it abolished. It's been, it's been, it's been washed. We've been pardoned and it's been removed. Don't go back there. You are forgiven and you are pardoned and you are it has been removed from your record by the blood of Jesus Christ. Walk in the love of God. Walk in the boldness and the confidence of God. You are loved by God. Do not fear any man in this world. Do not fear people in this world. The Most High God has your back. I gotta let you go. But one of the most important things we do as a church is we give people an opportunity to make that commitment, to make that decision for Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you say, man, I, 
I, I really think I want to take that path and I just want to fill out the card. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. But if you'll boldly confess me before men, I'll boldly confess you before my Father. If you can't stand up for Jesus in a church, you're never going to stand up for Jesus out there in the world. But when you stand up for Jesus in here, I'm going to tell you something. When you say yes to Jesus in this place, in this place that's filled with love, and we've all been where you've been, when you say yes to Jesus in this place, God does something. The Spirit of God comes alive in you, and you are energized with the boldness that you say, yes, I can make a stand for Jesus Christ. So if you're here and you need the love of the Father, you need to be born again and make Jesus the Lord of your life. You need to start new or start over. I don't care where you're at. But you say, today is my new day. Today is a day of new beginnings. I'm going to count to three. You're going to shoot your hand up, and this place is going to cheer and celebrate for you. Keep your hand up until somebody comes to lead you in a prayer. Here we go. Come on, church. One, two, three. Shoot those hands up really, really high. I'm looking. I'm looking. There's one back over there. Amen. There's one back over here. That's two. Anybody else? There's one right back there. There's three. Is there anybody else? Come on, church! Yes! Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the service. If you live here in Colorado Springs or you're going to be in the city, I hope that you'll come and experience the service firsthand. And for those of you that are enjoying the ministry and you're being fed to on a weekly basis, I invite you to partner with us financially and make an investment into the mission and the vision of Rock Family Church. And lastly, if you've never made a commitment and a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, would you make that decision today? Why wait till tomorrow? Why wait till next weekend? I dare you to pray this prayer with me. Would you close your eyes? Would you pray this prayer with me and repeat it? It goes like this. Pray this with me. Say, dear God, forgive me of all of my sins and mistakes. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I invite him to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. My life is now in your hands. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hey, thanks for making that commitment. Will you email us at info at rockfamilychurch.com. Tell us about your new decision to stand up big and live strong for Jesus Christ. We'd love to celebrate with you. God bless you guys. We'll see you next weekend.